Are you got the show then? Are oh, you sent them? Excellent. Thank you very much. Ah, did Mr. Kelly get it as well? I, I, I can only send it on to somebody if either I'm going to say something's got email. Last night, no one's going out this way, just so. Okay, fine. Okay, uh, good evening, Dalad Ahmed Base. So, um, yesterday's, I mean, you'll, you'll catch up. It, it was uh, a pretty straight, well, the first part was um, we had a bit, a, bit, a bit of a science lesson and then, and then uh, displacement and etc. And then we moved on to the next two. One was Te'ino Kegorogeres when it comes to Shabbos. And the last one was uh, regarding the, how big a hole has to be in a Kli in order for it to be deemed no longer a suitable receptacle such that it loses any existing tumor and its ability to be macabre tumor um, any further. And we said that if it is a Kli of an Ummah, now there's somebody who sells Kadim, then even the smallest hole, you can't sell it really. So therefore it is Kli. If however it is of a private individual, then if it's a Kli Kheres, then the minute it gets the size of a hole the size of a Zayis, then Minastam, it's no longer usable as a Kli, it's not considered a Kli. If you are Miyachid it, you decide you're going to use it for something which bigger than that, not as bigger than, than, uh, than olives, such as pomegranates, then fine, it's still usable, it'll still be Makabal Tumor. But Minastam, we say Kazesim. Whereas when we're talking about, that's what Alkumar is talking about, wooden Kalim, then wooden Kalim, Minastam, if they get a, a, the, the, a hole the size of Moxie's eyes, Fine, I'll just use it for walnuts. If it gets ho- a hole the size of walnuts, then I would use it for pomegranates. But if once it gets a hole the size of Kamotzi Rimon, then already it is ice kli, it's no longer the Kabbalah Tumor, it loses any existing Tumor. Even if you want to, because bottle of data. Right, bottle of data. So Tosos, um, in the, the second Tosos of the Sugya, asked, that's where we ended yesterday, is it one remote or is it three remote? Let's just start the toastus again. Shiron Kirimoidim, the second toastus on this sugya. Shiron Kirimoidim. The Perikuzim in Mesechas Kedim Mishnah Dadad in Mesechas Kedim Mishnah is Kedim Tanami Blood there. Horimoidim Shaomru. Gimul Achuzim Ze Bozer. It says the pomegranates we're talking about are three literally holding each other. Mashma, it's Mashma, the Shiron, the Gimul Rimoidim. It's much better that the hole has to be big enough that three Ramonim will fit through it. The caution is difficult to prepare a because in Shabbos, Omet says there, Nikiv Kamoiti Ramon, if it gets a hole the size of a pomegranate to come out, Tahar, it is Tahar. Mashma is Mashma, Rimon Echod, just one, one pomegranate. You don't need a hole the size of three pomegranates. come on Perek Base. And further on in our Masechta, in Perek Beis, we're going to learn Be'ezus HaShem, Boi Chizki, or Chizki has a shayda there. Nikkev Kamoitzi Zayis, if your Kli gets a hole the size Kamoitzi Zayis, that you could take out a, um, a, an olive through it, the Sosnoi, and you plug it up. 
and then next to it you get a hole the size of a zayis. You plug it up, and then a third one, and so on and so forth, until eventually If you were to combine all these holes, pre them being plugged up, you would have the size of kometi rimo. And the shaida is: Do you say, but I never had a situation where it was kometi rimo, or do you say upon katoshes while the kind is viewed as like a, a new clean? Again, that's for the sugi there. We're not going to get into that shayla now. But one thing you see from there is, right? The Gemara asks Mahu. The local I didn't say over there. Nikkei kumotzi rimon the sosmei. The shayla wasn't if it gets a hole the size of one pomegranate, you plug it up. The chazav nikkei kumotzi rimon, and then it gets a, a hole next to it the size of a pomegranate, you plug it up, and then next to it a hole the size of a pomegranate. Now you got a hole which if you wouldn't have plugged up any of the ones before, it would be a hole the size of three pomegranates. Mahu wants to do it. Tomorrow didn't ask that. It said Zayi, Zayi, Zayi. And now you've got, if you were to combine them, it would have been the size of a rimmer, implying one rimmer, not three rimmer. So, um, Mahu didn't ask that. So what's going on? So Tosfus gives two answers. Vyeshloma, answer number one is, the Gimel Achuzim, it doesn't mean to say that three remaining achuzim zebozeh. It doesn't mean that I've got to be able to fit three pomegranates through this hole in one go, side by side. That's not what it means. I think somebody mentioned this yesterday. And What it means is one after the other. My understanding of that is, <coughs> you know, when you've got a hole which is. Oh. Exactly, a bit, a, bit, a bit more than that, because if it's very exact, so you put one through, you've got to like push it through. The next one, it takes a little, it'll take a little bit of time until you push it through. They don't come out one after the other, because each one has to be sort of wiggled around until you get it through. Whereas if it's a slightly bigger hole, you get three out straight after one another. Right, they're just because they just fall out. Um, so in other words, the main point being that if it, when we say Gimelach Huzim there, it means it's got to be that little bit bigger. That's all it means. Um, you need a slightly wider hole. If you want to be able to get one after the other, they can literally follow one after the other, it's got to be that little bit wider. No, no, no. But we're talking about the size of the hole that has to be such no, no, that you could get three to come out one after the other. Again, again, we're, we're, not, we're not interested in whether it does come out or it doesn't. We want to know just the size of a hole. The minute it's that size, you may not be using it for pomegranates. There may be nothing in the clue. The yeah, it's got to be big enough that if I was to put pomegranates in it, three pomegranates would just fall out one after the other. No, that is what he said. He's saying, that's what it means, one after the other, straight away. Yeah? Um, more than if you were just trying to get one pomegranate out. Then it would be enough to have a slightly more exact sized hole. That's answer number one. Inami, perhaps the easier answer is, given achuzim, when it says three pomegranates, achuzim zebozeh, pirush, what that means is, we're not talking about three pomegranates coming out through a hole here at all. Not next to each other, not one after the other. We're talking about the pomegranates when they grow on the tree. When they grow in groups... Oh, well, that's right. 
So they grow in groups. It could be one on its own, in which case it's going to be a very big one. If, however, there are ten of them growing together on one uh, sort of cluster, they're going to be much, much smaller, apparently. I mean, I'm not an agriculture expert, but apparently that, that's the material. So he's saying, so how many am I looking for? Obviously, the more that grow together, apparently, generally speaking, the pomegranates get smaller. So what number of pomegranates are we looking at grow together to get what size, just like eggs, you can get, they're, they're graded in different sizes. So if the pomegranates are graded in different sizes, based on, generally speaking, how many grow together. Pirush, Shekadeinim Gimel B'yachad, look for the pomegranates where three grow together. The Heimrimonim Beinonim, apparently those are what are considered graded average pomegranates. Not the pomegranates where one or maximum two grow at, you know, together. Shame Gedalim, those are already the bigger size. Likewise, we're not looking for where four or five grow together. Shame Katanim, apparently those will be smaller. We're looking for the average, and apparently average is, we just have to accept this, no debate here, three growing together, those are considered average size pomegranates. Um, the size of the whole, therefore, is such that one of these average size remaining will fit through, will come out. Once you've got a hole that size, the clear size clean, it's no longer the couple tumor. Any pre existing tumor is now is, is, uh, has dissipated, gone. That's it, ice clean. That's it, and that's the river. Okay? Moving on, next one. Back to the Gemara. Eret Zeis Shemen. Three lines down. Three lines down. Daladam and base. Eret Zeis Shemen. The next one, we've got two more now to, from the Possum. So we've got a land which is, which has uh, obviously olive oil. That's, the, that's, that's coming. That's the last, going to be the last one. We'll come to the last in a second. Right? The first is Zeis Shemen. So Eret, this is to tell me it's a land. Shekol shi'ureho kezesim. The ulit shi'urim, everything is measured by a zayis, by an olit. To which the Gemara says, really? Every shi'ur? Kol shi'ureho salkezaitich. You're telling me all the shi'urim are kezayis? The ho'ikho hani da'amorim. You've got all the ones we've just mentioned, the last five things, <coughs> which are measured by the chitor, the se'ura, the gefen, the te'ina, the rimon. Those are not a kezayis. So, what do you mean everything's measured by a Zayas? Or rather, what you mean to say is, Amor, rather, what I mean to say is, Eret, it's a land, Sheroiv Shi'oreho. That the majority of its Shi'urim are Kazesim. The majority of the Shi'urim of Eret Yisrael are Kazesim. Yeah? Again, by the way, it's just a Loshan, just a Loshan, the terminology of the Gemara. The land where the majority of its Shi'urim are Kazesim. What do you mean of its shiurim? I mean, that, it's like saying in, in England we have shiurim. I suppose there are certain things, maybe there are, right? You get, you get a standard loaf, the standard size of a loaf, isn't there? No, a pound or whatever it is, right? There used to be, at least there used to be. Right? A standard thing, maybe a pint. Okay, there are maybe certain standards. Everything is. What, what am I talking about when we say its shiurim? We're not talking about the loaf of bread there. That's not what we're talking about. What are we talking about? Chedev. How much chedev does the person have to eat to be chayev? A gazayas, you're not supposed to be eating it. That's called shiurim of Eretz Yisrael. Dom, how much blood? A gazayas. Piggle, noisa, and it goes on. Rashi will give you a, a partial list of them. That's the road of the shiurim of Eretz Yisrael. What do you mean the shiurim of Eretz Yisrael? This is very similar to what we've spoken about before, because Eretz Yisrael 
obviously it's, it's a physical, it's a lab, it's a, it's a beautiful lab. But Eretz Yisrael is not just a physical, Eretz Yisrael is something spiritual. Eretz Yisrael obviously has spiritual meaning to us, and therefore when we, talk, when we think of Eretz Yisrael, we think of the land of Torah, the land of Hashem. And therefore when we think of Eretz Yisrael, everything when you walk around there is Torah. It's a bit like, in the Hubfield, but they say when Rosh Hashanah Zalman, especially when he was younger, when he used to walk around, everything he looked at, now doing Erevin, he would see a lamppost. To him it wasn't a lamppost. What would he look at? He'd look at and say, ah, what would the halacha be regarding an Eruv? Would that be suitable for a, for a Surah Sapphire? Right? There's people like this, they see everything in the light of Torah. Eretz Yisrael is Torah. So the Rosh Shiurim, when we think of Eretz Yisrael, Chedah, that's Eretz Yisrael. Even though the Mitzvah is the Mitzvah, if you take the Chazal quite literally, we're only doing it practice here. So Torah is really the Gemara. Chedah for sure. Yeah, but the, the, yeah, but the, but the Isurim, the Isurim apply outside of Eretz Yisrael. But the Maitre Chazal tell us that the MS, the Torah, is given for Eretz Yisrael, and scary as this may sound, we are just keeping outside of, of Eretz Yisrael, we're keeping it practice. When we go back to Eretz Yisrael, so this is the Rav Shi'urim, the Rav the Shi'urim of Eretz Yisrael, Arkazesim, which is an interesting Lashem. So, take a look at Rashi there, Rashi says, Shi'ureho Bezeisim, Rav Shi'ureho Bezeisim, the majority of it Shi'urim Azeisim, Achiras Chedem, when it comes to eating Chedem, how much? Kezayis. The Dom, how much blood? The Issa of Dom? Kezayis. The Nosa, a korban which has been left beyond the, the, the time, it's called Nosa, how much does the person have to eat Bichai Kores? Kezayis. Upigal, Pigal is where the Koyen had erroneous thoughts at the time of it, he thought it's going to be eaten beyond the time. No one actually eats beyond the time. It doesn't matter. Even if you eat it immediately, Chayev eaten. If it's time, time uh, problems, it's Chayev Koris. How much though? Again, back to Eddie's question. Even if a mushroom is an Isidore writer, but how much does the person have to eat be Chayev, Koris, etc.? That's only a Kazayas. The Tommy. Um, that's in terms of and it's so pickle the tom. Sorry. No, and and a chalami, but but the issa. No, no, but, but again, a chayla. There's an issa past the chayla here as well. It's ri- I realize, I realize, but the ma'aseh the issa the issa applies outside of the Israel as well. Okay. The tommy, tommy is obviously is the issa to eat. Um, to eat the carbon when you are Tommy, or if the carbon itself is Tommy, it's also um, again kazayis unaveda. How much of an aveda carcass has an achkita? How much does the person have to be over on the, to be high malchus kazayis ubeima tomeo? That's a non-kosher animal. How much chazid does the person have to eat kazayis? So you can see ubesarames lahayil when it comes to the the uh, the flesh of a dead body. How much does in, inside an oil? Inside this room, how much would there have to be of that flesh for, for us to become Tommy? For okay, to the answer is a Kazais. Umaga when it comes to Tomas Maga, touching an Aveda, a carcass, how much do you have to touch in order to become Tommy? A Kazais. And the list goes on, right? So you see that the majority of the Shiurim are, are a Kazais there. Sorry? Yeah, if you touch. 
an animal, which is a dead animal. It's going to be more than the side of that. Yeah. Like hands and things and that. No, no, we're talking about an animal, which uh, a cow, it could be a cow. A cow which has been, uh, has been uh, killed with that. A portal shrita, it's an amazing. Somebody cuts off a piece, and you come into contact with that. No, no, no. no I mean, okay. You can't off a piece. Yeah? I mean, interesting enough, if... Sorry? Yeah, there are, of course, there's cardos when it comes to Tomashev. Size of the net. So, of course, that's what the Gemara is saying. It's not all this year, but the majority are. Interestingly enough, I think, I think it was maybe I heard of the Shame Rabbi Falk, this study of the Gemara, is, um, he said that when in the Moshe, the, the, the Gemara says in Marcus that if a person eats an ant, right, depending on whether, whether it's a land creature, whether it's a water creature, whether it's. Oh, oh, I don't know, I mean. But a person can eat just uh, because it's a burial, it's a, it's a whole creature, but it's a tiny little thing. He's done four, five, or six Yisurim, depending on whether, whether it's uh, a land creature or a water creature or a flying one. Every time I have a little creepy crawlies, though. Five. And yet, when it comes to, to eating Chazir, we think Chazir trace is the worst thing possible. The person not, hasn't, done, hasn't been, uh, not hired Malchus for it, and to get out of Kazai. He says, Vice Toys, right, then that, that tells us that the amount of tumor, I don't mean as in uh, defiling, as in schmutz and uh, whatever it is, that there is in one of these tiny creepy crawlies, it's far greater, it's far more concentrated than, let's say, Chazir. And I, I remember him, I mean, when I say remember, I remember hearing it, I don't think I heard it from him. But he says, who knows? Who knows? When we think, what does Timsum Ali mean? What does that mean in practice? Timsum Ali. We know that physical, but blocking arteries and things like that, right, that unhealthy food can do. Tim's Malib is the same idea, but it's obviously spiritual. He says, if a person can't get up in the morning for shakas, I think that was his example, he says, who knows? Maybe that was the result. I can't work out why. Why can't I get up shakas this morning? I just had this battle. Maybe that was the, the reason was because he, inadvertently maybe, but he consumed something which had that, there was a matantim of uh, I don't think he was talking about that, but it's, it's talking about, you know, because obviously that, that was one, one of his many areas of specialty. He was uh, obviously in Tadok. Who are you talking about? Uh, yeah. yeah. Does it happen in the, the fruit and vegetables? For sure. For sure. Yeah. So, uh, obviously, learning to not say a lot but we have to, obviously, was, you know, saying how, how careful we have to be to do our best, you know, to... Uh, Keep changing what you have to do, but yeah, that's right. So um, yeah, okay. That's yeah. Mo- moving on. So then you've got um, the last one. What's the last one? Is divorce, honey. Now obviously honey can be when it says eretz zeishev. <coughs> Shemen Udvosh. Honey can come from bees. Right? But that's not what it's talking about there. It's talking about Devosh tomorrow. So when it says Eret Zei Shemen Udvosh, the honey is the honey which comes from tomorrow, from dates. So we're talking about Devosh really means dates. Where, where do we use dates as a measure? The answer is Piyam Kippur. 
Kakeseves Hagato the Yomakipur. It's not as standard dates, we're talking about a certain very large uh, date. And that is the amount that a person has to consume on Yom Kippur, the equivalent of that, in order, again, we're not saying it's mutter to have less than that, but, because but to have actually be high of uh, potentially quarries, uh, right, a person has to eat that amount. And that's where the idea of shiurim comes from. If a person has to eat on Yom Kippur, so if they can, we try to give them amounts smaller than, because this carcass ever said after, smaller than this, it's about food, obviously, I'm talking about not, not uh, liquids, liquids are reversed. But the, the food will be smaller than this this Kaseva Sagasa, this uh, equivalent of this large this large date. Every nine minutes. So um, what does Rashi say on that? Kakoseves, called Davash, Ha'omabatoira. Whenever the Torah refers to honey, Davash tomorrow is talking about the honey of dates. Ukhadoomahosom, as we find in Bikurim, the Mishnah says that Imabiim Bikurim ki im Mizayanaminin. That for Bikurim, that's one has to bring. It's only from the seven species mentioned in the Pasuk. Chita, Sora, etc. The Lomitimorim Shivaharim. And it says, and not from the dates that are in the mountains. Dates. One, one second. Where, where, where do dates come in the Pasuk? Chita, Sora, Gethen, Te'ino, Rimon, Zeis. That's right. So where's Timorim? Must be that Siddharth. Oh, it says, it says honey. And um, you see that clearly the Vash refers to the honey of dates, and that's why the Mishnah has to say, but they're only the top quality dates, not the dates which grow in the mountains. Those ones are of lower quality, and that's not for Bikurim. But only Perishabamokim, and not the fruits, and other the other fruits which grow in the valleys. In other words, when you're dealing with the other fruits, those, if they grow in the valleys, they're not, they're not good quality. Dates in the mountains are not good. Apparently in the, in the Amokim, in the valleys, they are good. Amor, um, well, one thing you see from that Mishnah is, Peshita de Tana, that is Poshet de Tana, the Tamarim is Ayin Aminin, Ayin and Devash. So obviously, dates are one of the Shivas Aminin, and you can see it in the Poshet yourself, there is no other possibility other than the Devash, the honey, which the Torah refers to, must be that of dates. Correct, correct, yeah. Okay. So, um, Correct. So how do you know the exact shear for that? The vice is going to be Allah Khan Hashem Messina. But at this stage we think the Torah is telling us. Well at least there's a remiss to us in the Torah. How do I know the exact shear? The exact give me something the exact shear which gives you Shavadas. Would I be able to tell you that? Do all the experiments you want in the world. What level of Yeshua does does the Torah have in mind? No, it's based on this. No, it's, it's going to be the mice is halachah and mesina. At this stage, we're thinking it's it's a Torah That's the way we the way we explained it. So um, that's that's the end of that that whole drasha. The point of that whole drosh, this whole uh, piece, was to show us that shiurim are not halachah and mesina. The Torah has clearly given us a, at least a remez from which Torah Shabbat can tell us 
that when the Torah tells me Chitah, it's telling me that's for this year. So it's for this, etc., etc. So it's not an Ochel Meshemesina. So the Gemara says, no, Vitisparol. Do you really think? Do you really think that this pasuk is coming for Shiurim? Shiurim Michtav Kesive. Is there written in this pasuk anything about Shiurim? You know, when you do that, the Moshe, the whole unit of Torah is Beinei Nechol. That's the example I keep giving. So I know that Tumat Tefillin, Beinei Nechol. I can see it Tumat somewhere between my eyes. So Torah Shvarpei comes and tells me, not here, but here. Fine, that's what we'd call. You wouldn't call that out of the Moshe Mesina. But when you've got a pasuk which says, describing Eretz Yisrael as being a land which has got wheat, barley, there's no mention whatsoever of the word Shir in there. You're going to tell me that. Torah Shabbat comes and tells me that, no, I'm going to tell you a secret here. This is called Kabbalah. You know where in the world would have guessed this other. That's not Torah Shabbat That is Halakha and Meshem Sinai. So what's this whole thing about the Chitos, Torah of the that being Shiurim? The answer is, Elohil Chesan Yinu Rava Avada Shiurim Ar Halakha and Meshem Sinai. The Asnechin Hu Rabbonon Akaroi. And this whole thing over here is that the Rabbonon found an Asmachta they found a place in the Torah where you can say that although it's all Allah Hashem Sinai, we can find what's called an Asmachta, not even a Remez, but it's a way of, you, know, you look at the words in the Torah, again, depending on how you understand Asmachta, but in other words, there is the intent was, when Akharish Baruch wrote those words, going with the Ritzvah's uh, definition of Asmachta, was that sometime in the future, well, that's, that's when it's through our bond. Here, it's it's a way of being able to say, well, where's our Lachon Amesh and Messina? Is there any place in the Torah where we could look at it and see it? The answer is over here. About that every bit of Torah, our Lachon Amesh and Messina, is somewhere there in the Torah. But it's called our Lachon Amesh and Messina because there's no way in the world that if you were starting from the Torah Shvetsad, you'd say, ah, now I see it. Ah, now I can see what, 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 uh, what that was trying to say. There's no way you'd see it. It has to come out of the Shem Sinai. Then I can look at it and say, okay, no, no, there's a bit of a something there to that chance. So obviously that was part of the intention behind those words. But. Yeah, but Pashtas at this stage, uh, Pashtas at this stage, what it means is, as it says, is that Halokha Lameshem Nisinai, it was given to Moshe on Harasinai, and he handed down, you know, uh, not, not, no, not, no, not necessarily. No, not, not, not necessarily. The Abolin came along and they found the Asmachta in the Torah for it. But a Maiseh, it is given down to us, Nisinai. Again, we, that may change a little bit. This, this Meiri we've mentioned, uh, he says, really, it's in this circuit. That may change a little bit. But Pashtun for the time being, that, 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 that seems to be what it's saying. Fine. So, that's the end of that one, full stop. Um, there is a Tosus here. Yeah, Hilchasan Inu Vas Mechinu Rabon and Akroi. But Perak Basra of Yuma, in the last Perak of Yuma, it says over there, Omar Rabbi Yechon, Rabbi Yechon said, Shiurin the ancient Halachon Meshem that's the gear. So the Gemara there, Shiurim, the amounts, and the punishments are Halakha Lameshem Sinai. Now, Vayokosu Bisforim, 
How the Gemara continues there, there is a girsa in Svarim that goes like this. Shiurin, Mikhtav Kisibe. Shiurin are not Talachon and Hashem Sinai, they're written in the Torah. To which the Gemara replies, Amor, you're right, it should really say, Shiurin Shel Einchen. The Shiurin of Einchen are Talachon and Hashem Sinai. Sestasis, uh-uh. We've just learned the Gemara over here. We know that that isn't correct because we've just shown you Shiorin are not written in the Torah. The Hamaskin on Hocha because we came to the Maskan over here. The Asmachta knew that the Shiorin are Halachon and Meshem Sinai, and it's nothing more than an Asmachta. It's not actually written in the Torah in that sense. The Oden, furthermore, do they have a Mashani Midi? If you go with that Gersa, then you haven't answered anything. Right? I just read the words, but we have to think about it. The Gemara asks the question. Shiurin? That's not Allah from the Shemis. You know, it's written in the Torah. The Gemara says, you're right. Rather, what we mean is, the Shiurin for punishment is Allah from the Shemis. No, that's what I just told you before. The Shiurin are written in the Torah, according to that Gersa. Which means the Shiurin for punishment, we know, Chatsi Shir is also in our Torah. So obviously, the Shiurin we're talking about are Shiurin to be punishable, to be culpable for. So that's. So what's the answer? I ask you a question. Shiurin is not Allah Chanam Hashem Sinai. It's written in the Torah, to which you say, you're right. When I say Allah Chanam Hashem Sinai, I meant the Shiurin for punishment. That was what I asked you before, though. That's not Allah Chanam Hashem Sinai. It's written in the Torah. The answer is, that's not the correct Gersa. Rather, the correct Gersa is, Ero Garcina, rather we go raise, Oinchin Mechtav Kisime. Right? The Gemara starts off, it says, Shiurin and Oinchin are Halachon HaMeshem Sinai. To which the Gemara says, Shiurin, you're right, that's Halachon HaMeshem Sinai, as we've seen over here. But Einshin? Einshin is Halachon HaMeshem Sinai? Einshin is not Halachon HaMeshem Sinai, it's written in the Torah. It tells you. Person does Halach Shabbos, Stokhead is Stokhead, he'll get, he'll get a Skidon. A person does this, Serepo, that, Herod, that one, Tanit, that Malchus, the Torah tells us the punishment. That's not Halachon HaMeshem Sinai. Right? That's the good gift. And like I've seen on ancient Mechtav Kisibi, that's written in the Torah. Aim of a Chudu, to which the Gemara says, you're right, the ancient are written there. But what's Allah Chanam Hashem Yisinai is, how much do I have to do in order to be high those ancient? That's Allah Chanam Hashem Yisinai, as we learnt in our Sukkot. So the question fits, the answer fits, and the two Sukkot go hand in hand. So that's the end of that, of that one, full stop. We've now learnt that the Shiurim, to be, again, to be the shirin at which point a person is punished, right? I can't, yeah? It's true that Katsi um, shirin is also Midaraita, that's 100%, right? Now, folks, Midaraita, Midaraita, but we pass again, like Rabbi Yechonon, Katsi shirin also Midaraita. But how much do I have to do, eat, whatever it is, in order to be hired to get uh, punishment, to become Tommy, whatever it is, that is how Lachon Hashem is seen. Ah, you've got a person, that's an Asmachto Ba'am. Fine. Let's move on. Next one. Chatzitzen. Back to the Gemara. We said that the second thing in this group, yeah, whenever it says that, you know, Shurim, Chatzitzen, Ver, in this case we have what we have, Shurim, Chatzitzen, Ver, Mechitzen, right? And the, the Mechitzes, these are Halachon and Hashem There are others as well, that as Rashi tells us that they, they, were, they came in the base Hamedish in groups. These three came in the base Hamedish together. So that's why they were discussing them together. So we're moving on to Chatzitza now. Is Chatzitza, the concept of Chatzitza, I'm going to mix that, Chatzitza, 
but it's on a kri, but it's on a person's body, chatzitza. Is that halacha on a shenisinai? Really? Ask the Gemara chatzitza. So rice and anu. That's halacha on a shenisinai. That's not halacha on a shenisinai. Written in the Torah. Where is it written in the Torah? Dechzeh, because it's written in the Torah. Some of the gifts of the Tanya. It brings the post, though. Berochat es kol besorah. And he should wash all his flesh. What does that tell me? Nothing should form a chatito between his flesh and the water. That's what it says, right? When you go into a mikvah, cold basara. Just to explain what that means, the Akronim say, when it comes to the moshul, when it comes to making kiddush, how much does your back have to hold for kiddush? Revis. How much do you have to drink? Actually, some something is actually look more, but right? But let's say on Seder. Right? Okay, so, so let's say on Seder night. Let's say, right? Right. Rave reveres. Right? That's how much. But when you, when you uh, make the broth over the coast, you see how gold over the coast, it's got to hold a reveres. Why? why? Why is rave good enough? The answer is rubai kakula. That's the concept. The rave. When you have the majority, that's good enough. Rubo Kukula, it's like the whole thing. The question is, why don't we say the same when it comes to going to Mikvah? As long as the majority goes into the water, it should be good enough. We know that if even the slight one hair, we're going to see. One hair is out of the water, it's no good. Why? Why don't we say Rubo Kukula? Rubo Kukula. That's the concept of Rubo Kukula. So once you've got the road, that's like the whole thing. So it's called Vosso. Majority should be good enough. Okay, so that's what he's saying as well. But road is like the coal. Correct. If it didn't say cold Vosso, I would have thought even just a small part is good enough. Kolbasara tells me it's thought to be something which constitutes kolbasara. And roiv is considered like the kulo. It's not the way, the way we constitute it. No, but that, that's a halakhic concept. Rubo kulo, just like roiv, bit all the roiv and things like that. But why? So, okay, it's just having rope. But what's what's Ruba Kukula? Okay, you you okay, look, I I will tell you the answer that our friend will give, right? But you'll see the family says well was already on definitely on the right lines there. Maybe this is what you're trying to say as well. This is what our friend our say, right? And that is because Ruba Kukula is not a magical formula. Right? It's not a magical formula. If you need to do the whole thing, you need to do the whole thing. If the Torah says, Barakat es kol it means all the bossa. Right? Like you're saying. So what is Rubo Kukula? Rubo Kukula is not a magical thing. If I do the majority, it's as if I've done the whole thing. You haven't. What it means is, from the Kula, when I told you to make Kiddush, if I had to be, you had to make Sehagodah, over a Revius. But of the Revius, how much do I have to drink? The Shear is the robe of the Kula. That's what Rubo Kukula means. In other words, if you make it on Rebbe Revius to start with, that's nothing. 
you have to have a full Rebiyas to make, to create the Kosh, the, the Kosh Shafarachal. But of the Kosh Shafarachal, how much do I have to drink? The answer is right. Of the Kulay, the right is good enough. The, the whole, the whole Kosh together is a Kosh Shafarachal. If I was missing a bit of it, I wouldn't have a Kosh Shafarachal at all. I wouldn't have three quarters of the Kosh Shafarachal. I'd have nothing. But what, when I drink more than 50%, that is sufficient. But where the shear is, Kulay, right doesn't work. Yeah, it, it, it really correct. You've got to know how to how to how to touch the words. Ruba kukula is what I've heard him say. I mean, there may be other ways of learning, but I, I know I, mean, I saw this years ago. Rav Shaf brings it in Aviyazri. He brings it because he's got a kasha in, in Pesach in there. Because there it doesn't seem to stick, right? But he says that the Achorim say that the rule is ruba kukula means of the kula the shear is the road. That is the road. That, that is the shear. The reason why it says kukura is because the mitzvah, if, if you were starting, if there was nothing but a mitzvah to drink, then you're right, you'd say the shear is very rubi, it's finished. But the mitzvah, you're not starting from that. You first have to do something on a whole, a whole rubiz. You've got to say the hagod over a whole rubiz. You've got to make berkasamot over a whole rubiz. And then there's a mitzvah of shtir. Or the kosher rafa. So how much is that? Rubi kukura. But the moshe rubi, when it comes to, to mikvah, to vidah, so shear is called also. So if you, if you need the whole the whole uh, body inside the water, if there's even a, a bit missing, no good. So therefore, I. If you have a you have this like black people. You can't you can't do the tefillah this one. We'll come we'll, we'll come we're, we're, we're going to come to that soon. We'll come to that. Oh, so we're going to see. We'll come to the head of in a second. So chatit and pret the gemara it's very nicer. Dichnei b'kshtet and pasuk v'rochat es kol b'sorrow. And from that we learn, that there should be no chatzitza between one's flesh and the water. Then the Apostle says, it says, Barachat is called the sorrow, ba mayim. It doesn't say ba mayim. What's the difference between ba mayim and ba mayim? Grammatically, ba Oh, that's right. No, no, but grammatically, it's like people have said it's. Correct. So where you've got ba, it's like it's written ba-ha. It's just a shortened way of saying ba-ha, it becomes ba. If you say la, it's like la-ha. So if you say um, la-mayim, it means to the water. If you say la-mayim, it means to a water, to any water. So by saying ba-mayim, we're obviously talking about a specific body of water. Not any water. So what's that? The main mikvah. It's got to be water which is collected, rainwater as we know, something which is kosher for a mikvah. Fine. Because we're going through the pot. Barachat says, Kol Basara tells me, no chatzitza. Bamayim, in the water means, may mikvah. But it says, it doesn't say, um, oh, sorry, so here we go. Kol Basara, wait, sorry, I've gone back. So, again, Bamayim, may mikvah. Kol Basara, now we're darshaning the, actually the kol, Barochatzus Besora tells me the flesh has to be in the water. Yeah? No chatzitza. What's kol besore? That tells me that the mayim has to be shekol gufay oylebohet. There's got to be sufficient water there that your whole body can get into that water. The kamahim, how much is that? Amo al amo berum gimel amis. That's what we learn from the, the dimensions of the mikvah. It's got to be a minimum of one amo by one amo. That's the area by a height of three amas. 
that apparently holds 40 sa'ah. Vishiyaru chachomim, and the chachomim reckon that, they made the calculation to tell you, may mikveh, may sa'ah. So the water of the mikveh collected, literally, rainwater has to be 40 sa'ah. No. That holds 40 sa'ah. So in practice, when you build your mikveh, you're obviously going to have to have a little bit more, because otherwise it's going to be a, it'll be a disposable mikveh. It will be dispersed. Correct. Correct. Yeah, so why would it give that measurement? To build the mikvah? No, that, that's the dimension to hold the water. Practically speaking, of course it's got to be bigger. Okay, so you said, okay, so it's giving you the, the, the yeah. the yeah. If he's, yeah. If he's connected to the mikvah. Yeah. If he's connected to the mikvah. Take some out of the thing, you see, you see in, in this particular example, you can't, you can't even use the, the Chakira we come to every, every single time this question comes up. I know you know what I'm talking about. Uh, Reb Chaim's the f- famous Reb Chaim Briska question. When a person goes into mikvah, if he, go, if he goes into mikvah, does he become taller when he goes under the water or when he comes out of the water? Nafkamina being, if he goes down into a mikvah with exactly 40 saw and somebody comes along and is quite thirsty and takes a cup out to have a drink. So when he went down, there was 40 saw. When he came out, there wasn't 40 saw. Gavaldiga Chakira, right? What the reply answer? It's a klotz kasha. Not klotz kasha, klotz Chakira. You want to know why? I actually have a I do have a raya written down from a Gomorrah. I can't remember what it was. I came across a raya. How do we know that is it going in or coming out? Well, no, the minute, the minute you come out, it's, uh, in this particular case, it's not going to work. Even if you jump in, you won't get your whole body out underneath with, before it displaces, you know, outside. The, the answer is very simple. If somebody comes and takes a, uh, a cup of water out, you come out of the mikvah, haven't you? <laughs> That's a reply, uh, a new reply. You have to come out of the mikvah. There's no, there's no thing that you have to do it. You can take somebody who's dunking in the mikvah, it also works. If Mara says, like, uh, a woman who's a cherish or whatever it is, you can dunk her in. No, that, that works. At least, especially if it's made, made up. She doesn't have to actively go in. You can put her in a basket and say, like, we do it, I came in. You know, it's, uh, Put something like that, that's perfectly fine. Yeah, we know that uh, Shmuel went had himself, especially for his girl, but, but, uh, yeah. but, but, but over here, that, 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 that's, that's a real Rukhaim type of way of thinking, right? Think about it, when you go, when you take a, when you take a, it's no longer 40 saw, you're no longer in a mikvah. So you come out of the mikvah. I was in a mikvah. What then if I, if somebody, I didn't come out myself, somebody pulled me out, or if somebody took a, took a cup of water out, either way, I've come out of the mikvah. I'm now just in a swimming pool. He said, of course it's worked. He wasn't answering the question, he was just saying, it's no longer a mikvah. <coughs> Correct. Correct. In other words, he's not answering the question. He's not really... If you go to Brisk, the day when you go to your interview in Brisk, by the way, you just, just beware, apparently the real Brisk, apparently the interview, that's what the way they do it. They don't ask you to, you know, on Erevin, 
Well, they do. They give you a riddle to see if you've got the mind to. to Apparently, I don't know about today. I don't know. I think today works. It works. You've got to get to somebody with protection to get you in. I don't think. I don't think. I think that's the way it works. No, there, there's the other one. There's which. How does the other one go? The candle one. Remember, because we had the castle. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't agree with it. No. How do you measure if you've got a candle? You know, I remember what it is now. With with Hanukkah, right? Okay. Just very quickly, if you've got a candle. Which is not uniform. I can only tell you this is Torah because in Bristol they ask this as a, as a thing, right? You've got a candle which doesn't burn uniformly, whatever the word is, right? But you're told it burns for an hour, exactly, not a second more, not a second less. And your job is to measure exactly half an hour with it, not a second more, not a second less. What do you do? Apparently, this is what the question asked is one of the typical questions in one of the Bristol. He got the answer? Okay, I don't, I don't remember if you got it the first time. I don't think it actually works. I don't think in practice it works. And the answer, because we were running out of time, is you light it at both ends. And the theory is, because then, well, it's going to come from both ends. But I think, I think you're, it doesn't quite work exactly 30, uh, 30 minutes, because as the flames get closer together, they're each going to work on the other side. It'll melt quicker, and then they eventually merge. Yeah? No, got, got, got 30 seconds. Here we go. So what's, what's the answer to the Gemara? The Gemara answers, The halacha of Meshem Sinai is for the hair. Because the Rabbi Barapuna, like Rabbi Barapuna said, to Omar Rabbi Barapuna, because Rabbi Barapuna said, Nima achas, one hair, Kishura if it's tied, if you tie a hole in one hair, Chetetet. That's a Chatzitza. Shodesh, if you've got three hairs tied together, Enon, Chetetet, you can't tie hair that tightly when there's three hairs together. That's not a Chatzitza. And Shtayim, Two hairs, any year there. I'm not quite sure. It's somewhere in between. Maybe it's a chatitza, maybe not. So we're saying, we think at this stage, that that is the halacha of the Meshem Sinai. You got a minute? <coughs> so, so uh, that's our and the, the, the Gemara is going to challenge that. And tomorrow we'll see, and I'll leave you just with this question, a nice fakira to think about this more for tomorrow, is with hair. Is hair really part of the body? Is it because the body can't have a khatitsa, that's why the hair can't have a khatitsa? Or is hair actually something separate? You've got the body, you've got the hair, they're each two separate entities, both with the same alakas, they can't have a khatitsa. That's Ben Zashem. We'll see Ben Zashem tomorrow. So, Rabbi Hanani Ben Akash, Emerald Sakharish Baruch, Rizaka, Tisisar, Fihakhabar, Emtin, Amit Slays, Shanemar, Adinah.